This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. I can lay you awake just to hear you breathing. What you smile while you are sleeping, while you're far away and dreaming. I can spend my life in this sweet surrender. I could stay lost in this moment forever. That was Tyson Fury over the weekend after his second round knockout over um, some German fucking guy. Um, welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. What a, what a voice of an angel by Tyson Fury. I'm actually personally not a huge Tyson Fury fan. Um, I'm more of a uh, Deontay Wilder guy. I like Deontay Wilder. Tyson Fury, there's no way you can doubt his toughness, his skills. I mean, he's incredible, right? I mean, as a fighter, as a person, ah, ah. Uh, I mean, he has some questionable comments about gay people, which is a little uh, problematic. I mean, he's, you know, he's, I think he's a religious man, so... Sometimes I could that that you know some things that you can say are, are very hurtful. So um, yeah, that's definitely problematic for him. However, I do think he is an incredible talent. He he, he is a terrific fighter, and uh, he fought some German guy over the weekend. We're not gonna touch, we're not gonna crazy. We're not gonna talk to him you know at length about it. But uh, you know he fought Swartz Swartz or whatever and looked good in in the two rounds that he fought. But um, yeah, I mean bigger paydays. I think he said he's gonna fight in September. And then uh, Deontay is going to come next year. I, that's the one thing I don't understand about boxing. You got two fucking guys who had an incredible fight. One of the best heavyweight fights in boxing in probably the last, what, 15 years maybe? Uh, heavyweight boxing has been dead for a while. So you got two guys, really three with Joshua, now four with, uh, with Andy Ruiz. They're not going to fight each other because of the fucking promoters. It's, it's it's sickening. Like if they all were under one little roof, kind of like the UFC does, kind of like MMA does in, in a whole, then they'll fight each other. I think it's just so ridiculous that uh, these guys can't make fights happen. I mean, Fury had an incredible fight. Wilder, he's like a $100 million man now. They signed a big deal with either DAZN or with Top Rank or, or, or whatever maybe. And uh, he's fighting guys like Schwartz, who I don't think, you know, shouldn't have been in there probably. But um, this is an MMA podcast. We talk about all combat sports, but welcome to the podcast. I got to be honest with you guys. I had a, a really fire show. Two guests were supposed to be on. Um, I'm recording late. This is the only day I can record. I usually record early in the week. I, I couldn't. Um, it's been a busy June for me. Busy week. I'm carving out some time to record. And I was like lining up guests. My man Chris Curtis was supposed to be on. He got held up with some uh, with some stuff that he had a, that he couldn't do. We were supposed to record at five thirty. He's a, he's off in Vegas, so it was be two thirty his time. But uh, about half hour before we were set to record, um, he uh, could not do it. And uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not, whatever. I mean, th- shit happens. And then my guy Devin uh, Devin Tejada, who was who's been a guest on the podcast as well. He was going to come on and we were just going to bullshit. I was going to throw some um, some hot topics, some uh, things in MMA, question him, and and, and we'll maybe have a friendly debate. Um, but his work schedule got in the way too. And again, I'm not super flexible either, so this is the only day I get to record it. So, um, yeah, so you got me. So the show was supposed to be filled with a lot of just fucking guests. You know, I was going to bullshit with Chris. 
I was going to ask him about his upcoming fight in the PFL, um, the contender series that happened last night, because we all know he got screwed on that uh, a year ago. Devin, like I said, we we're going to go over some hot topics. And, uh, but yeah, that all, that all came crashing down guys. <laughs> so I'm scrambling here. So, um, not really. I mean, there was no UFC over the weekend. So there is, I mean, there was a Bellator was, was pretty decent. I actually watched the Bellator. First off, when did the, I think I probably brought this up, but why is the zone $20 now? It was 10 and they're like, Oh shit, we're not making enough money. Now it's 20 and they don't give you a free trial. So I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Sorry, I get a drink there. And if you hear something in the background, you hear the house rattling, you hear the windows chattering, if that's even a word, chattering. Um, there, right when I right when I sat down to record, giant storm just just hit Cincinnati. Hadn't rained all day. And then a giant storm set in Cincinnati. Rain and thunder and lightning strikes. Boom, boom, boom. Little Garth Brooks. Um, but yeah, so if you hear that, I apologize. Um, you know, I'm not in a fucking Joe Rogan studio here. I'm in a room in my house. So unfortunately, we're not soundproofed. The windows aren't sealed. Ugh, sorry, it wasn't in the budget. But um, great weekend for me, uh, if I'm being honest with you. It was my daughter's birthday she turned two two fucking years old on friday can't believe it um friday was one of those days you know usually i I have a little bit of control over my schedule at work and um i was gonna get off work on friday take my mom out with my wife and my daughter take her to this like cool little old um like you know there's not many toy stores left but like over in in a part of town there's like this really cool toy store we're gonna take her there get her pick her out a gift have a whole day and my work fucked me, you know, there, you know, I had to work late, which I begrudgingly did. And, um, it was someone's fault. And I've said this like three, 400 times at work because I thought I brought up a good point. So I had two bosses sitting there and, um, someone made a mistake and I had a cover for that mistake. And, and a lot of us did. I'm in a group of people that had a cover for this person's mistake. And I said, I go up to him. I said, so this is my job to do this, right? If I don't do this, I get fired. And they're staring at me. I said, so the person that this mistake is made, whoever made this make, why are they going to get fired? And I literally think that I broke their brains. Now, I don't want anybody to get fired. People make mistakes. It is what it is. I was hot because I'm, I was missing. I, I didn't get to go to the toy store with my daughter. So I was pissed about that. And um, they let you know like five minutes ahead of time, right before you're about to fucking leave, you know, what's going on. So just add it more to that. But other than that, besides that hiccup, it was it was a, it was a fun weekend. Had a birthday party on Saturday. Had the families over. We hosted hosted the shit out of that party. Um, I did all one right and on Friday once I got off, you know, dad mode. How to get the yard cleaned up? How to get the shit out of the yard from the old dog? Cleaned up the you know, mowed the grass. Got the sticks out. You know, kid, you know, little kids were coming over. Made sure everything was you know nice and tight cleaning up nothing to get into and it rained all day saturday so everyone was piled into the house so that was great but um no it was it was fun it's it's always fun to get the families together my my in-laws they are they're great people i mean they truly are i mean they, they really are they are but the problem and it's not a problem but the wife and i talk about this all the time is when they lived here because they live in atlanta georgia just them two they both got jobs they moved away they both live in atlanta the rest of the family lives up here it's just them down there right 
it's their point of views. They're, they're very similar. They get along well. They're just, they're in their own little melting pot. So when they come up here and we start crossing the families over, you start seeing people that you haven't seen before or people you haven't seen in a while, things get kind of awkward. Now it was, it was, it was, it was a little dicey when, you know, some people started showing up that maybe wasn't, we weren't expecting to show up. Um, they were invited. They never got back to us. And then they showed up and it, it, it became a little, <laughs> it became fun. I mean, there's no bad blood or there was no, you know, fucking Jerry Springer episodes or anything like that. But it is fun seeing um, people that you don't see a lot. And then they're interacting with people who are essentially moved away, who they haven't seen in a while. And those people that moved away are, um, you know, they're, they're in their, you know, they, they have their routines. They, they're, they're used to their own personalities. They're not used to all these other personalities. So it's kind of fun to see that, but, um, no, it was, it was great. She got spoiled. My little baby did. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, it, it was, it was a great time and, uh, families are crazy, man. Families are great. Um, I mean, I, I want I want to tell all these fucking stories, but it's like I don't know who listens to the show. I don't want to offend anybody. Um, there, it's nothing bad or anything like that. I could put, you know, it's it's, it's just me joking and poking fun at the situation. But um, you know, I don't. Again, I don't know who listens. And that was the thing. Like a lot of people were like, "Oh, you have a podcast? Huh? I should check that out sometime." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, it's uh, you know, I'm sitting there. And my buddy Austin was there, and when he comes on, that's the one they should probably listen to because that's just him and I bullshitting." Listening to this, uh, an MMA-based podcast where we talk about MMA, no one follows MMA. And that's the thing with me at work, too. I work with a bunch of people. I'm in, I'm in like, a group of individuals. And not, I think I mentioned this before. None of them know that I, I mean, maybe two or three people know that I'm, like, in the MMA as big as I am. And I, I literally host a podcast and I live and breathe it. No one else expects. No one else thinks otherwise of that. It's crazy. It's It's... It, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it, it is what it is. I will have to talk about this. I wasn't going to, I was going to try to bite my tongue, but I, you know, before we get into Bellator and all the other stuff, I basically murdered a 58 year old woman today. Not really, um, body bagger basically. So <clears throat> I'm a schmooze, right? I, I have friends at work. I talk, uh, I talk up at work. I'm a gabber. I like to talk, but. I do my fucking job. We don't work in a fucking library. This isn't communist China. I talk and I get my fucking job done. That's what that's what I do. This particular woman does not like when I talk. She also yells at people and she thinks she's in charge when she's just not. She's just an old cranky woman. So I... um. I was gabbing up with a buddy who I haven't seen. He, 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 we don't see each other that much. We cross paths. We were talking about our weekend, blah, 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 blah. I already got all my work done. Essentially. I'm about to leave or whatever it is. And she goes, I guarantee you that if you stop talking for five minutes, you'll fucking check your pants. Blah, blah, blah. And I go, and no one stands up to her. Everyone just lets her do her own thing because you know, she's a cranky, she's a cranky old woman. So we're just like, Oh, do your thing. I was like, you know what? Cause she said something the day before too. So I had like a 24 hours to kind of plan my attack. And I've had a few other people that I work with come up to me and be like, dude, did you hear what she said to me? And I go, Oh, well yesterday, weren't you talking to so-and-so? And I said, that was, I mean, you know, you were gabbing away pretty good. She goes, uh, what are you talking about? And then I, I brought it up again and she goes, 
yeah, I was talking for like maybe two minutes. And I go, two minutes, my ass. And then the floodgates open. We had a little discourse. And then what happened, essentially what happened was is she tried to pull a fucking mutiny. She tried to pull, pull the other employees we were with and tried to pull a mutiny on me. And it fucking backfired on her because she didn't have the numbers. Um, she couldn't support her claims. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I, I tried to be kind. I didn't want to curse at her. She was cursing at me besides saying your ass. But, um, you know, I'm just, I'm not proud of it, guys. Okay. I'm not proud of it that I put an old woman in a body bag. I'm not. I'm really not. However, when you walk around like you're fucking king shit and you can say whatever you want to whoever you want. And then all of a sudden when someone fires back and you clam up, eh, you know, woman or not, hashtag me too. I'm treating her just like I would treat a man. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, you know, there's no physical altercations going to happen. But, you know, if you're going to come at me, I'm going to come at you. So I don't want to. I was just on my mind. You know what I mean? I'm just kind of when I get here, I get this mic in my face. I'm also, try, you know, I had this other show planned that kind of fell apart with that with with Chris falling out and whatnot. So now I'm just kind of riffing. And that was that was on my mind. I, didn't, I, have, I haven't told my wife about it yet because she's so sick and tired of my um, little altercations I get into with throughout the day. Um, I just got into one the other day with these fucking, uh, scammers that were trying to get like medical bills out of me that weren't representing the hospital. So she heard me on the phone with them going nuts. The whole car rental thing, which I think I've, I've spoken about that on here. It's just, and you know, I sit back and I go, is it me? Is it, is, am I the reason that I'm getting in all these altercations? Is it me that I can't bite my tongue and I'm getting grumpier as I get older. And I mean, it could be me. Like obviously the people who are on the receiving end of it probably definitely think it's me, but I have pretty good self-awareness. And I got to say, I mean, I've, I've bit my tongue um, in this instance with the lady at work. I've bit my tongue with her quite a bit. So it, it was just a matter of time before I finally came to a head. And then with the other people, I mean, listen, if you're trying to scam me out of thousands of dollars from medical bills that you said that my insurance denied, you can go fuck yourself. I mean, you, you're, you're going to get my wrath. I mean, that's just, that's just ridiculous that you're trying to do that. So, all right, before I just keep going on and on, I start burying everybody that I work with. Bellator was this weekend. Um, I watched it. It was pretty good. I'm not going to recap the whole event. Um, obviously, the main event was Rory McDonald versus um, Gracie. God, what's his first name? I, I'm, I'm blanking on his first name. Um, it, was, it, it went how I thought. I mean, Rory is, I mean, Rory fought Damian Maya, who was an incredible jujitsu player. In his kind of his prime, right? Damian Maya was, was really wrecking dudes in the UFC, and Rory lost that first round big, then came back and won. I figured in a five round fight, Rory was going to lose to a grappler. You got to be a Robbie Lawler esque, a Diego, um, Douglas Lima, um, a, a, or, or even bigger, like when Gagar Masazi destroyed him. You got to be one of those guys that's a wrecking ball to really fuck up Roy McDonald. He's so technically sound. He's really good on the ground. Um, good cardio, good game plan, good coaching. So I, I had no doubt that Gracie was probably going to lose that fight and Roy was going to win. We're getting a rematch between Lima and McDonald, which is, I think, everyone saw. I actually like Lima a lot in the rematch. I, I don't know what the line is. I don't know when it's going to happen. Rory took the first fight by decision, but he got his fucking leg chewed up. I think Lima is, he wants that one back. I think Lima's going to win the, win the thing. And I, I'm, I'm not really confident in Rory's mindset. You know, he, he's a religious guy now and, and he wants to kind of retire. He's 29. I can't believe he's, that's young. I keep, I keep forgetting that he like literally fought in the UFC at like 19 years old or something like that or whatever it was, 20. Um, 
But he looked good. But yeah, I'm not excited about the Lima rematch. This, this kind of happens a lot. The only exception was like when, like in a heavyweight tournament, I kind of assumed who was going to be in the finals. I knew Bader was going to make it to the finals and probably Fedor because the way the seeding was. Scott Coker loves the tournament style. He did, he did it in Strike Force. And Strike Force, the only really surprise was when DC became an alternate in heavyweight and that kind of launched DC's career. He would have got there anyway. He's so talented, obviously. But that he wasn't initially in the tournament. And then he went on to, you know, everyone got hurt. So besides that, most tournaments kind of kind of happen the way you think they're going to happen. There's It's not like a March Madness thing. There's really no Cinderella story in, in a tournament format, especially eight fighters. You're not going to get that Cinderella feeling that I think a lot of people like in tournament style. I like tournaments. I think they're cool and everything like that. Obviously, um, they they can't do one night tournaments anymore, at least in America. I don't think, but um, but I think we all saw how that was going to happen. But yeah, Roy looked okay. I have written down here average. I think he maybe looked a little better than average. Um, I just feel like he matched up really well with Gracie, but I do have him losing to Lima. Um, another big story that night was Chael Sonnen, uh, the the bad guy. He retired. He's an absolute legend. I love Chael. There's been a lot of Chael videos, old Chael videos going around of, um, you know, he was the the Oregon gangster and, and, you know, all this stuff and talking about all the hardships that he does. I mean, that's really tongue-in-cheek and funny stuff. That was prime Chael. Um, he's definitely settled down a little bit. I think now that you're taking the fighting away, I don't feel like he can maybe be as like WWE as he's been because he's always been able to back it up. You know, when he called out the Noguera brothers and the Noguera brothers feeding the bus a carrot or something like that. And that was hilarious. But he he could have set those fights up. He would literally fight anybody on 24 hours notice. So he's he's setting that up for his career. Now he's positioning because he works for ESPN. He works for Bellator. He's positioning to a media role now. Kind of like Michael Bisping where... I don't know how well it's going to work out because Bisming was really good because he could talk all that shit because he, he was a fighter and he was an active fighter and possibly a matchup could, could happen between so said person. So you take that away and I think you take away the edge a little bit. So I don't know how great Chael's going to be. I don't really like him in Errol's show. You know my feelings about Errol Hawani, but I, I generally don't like that show all that much. I don't think it's all that great. It's, you know... Basically, what? Pardon my, uh, what is it? Um, not pardon my take, that's PMT. Um, pardon the interruption. It's basically like <clears throat> all those shows, excuse me, all those shows um, that ESPN has, but with MMA format, right? Um, but I do think Chael's great. I think, I don't think he needs that bit. I don't think he needs that, you know, bad guy mentality to be great because I think he already is. Nicest guy in the world. Everyone who, who meets him, there's a story about how great he is, how generous he is. Um, not, I mean, you know, I was never, he was never really one of my guys. Um, if I'm being honest with you, I loved his post bites, post fight speech. Uh, what was that word? Post fight speech where he talked, you know, called out Anderson Silva and said, you absolutely sucked. I love the bit where he thought he never lost and he, he was the world champion. He was really the first one to kind of do that bit. You know what I mean? And, uh, so I appreciate him. He's a legend. He's a hall of famer. Hopefully he gets inducted to the UFC hall of fame. Probably going to be a little bit since he's, you know, working for Bellator and whatnot. But but also, there could be, you know, Chael's best years where he became a title challenger and where he became uh, the bad guy and all that stuff. A lot of people can argue that happened in the steroid era where he was juiced out. 
Barry Bonds is going to make the Hall of Fame because of his steroids. Mark McGuire, all those those guys are being questioned. I mean, I know it's a different sport, but that's a that's a conversation we need to have. What? Because Chad was very average before he started taking steroids. I mean, he lost. I think he had two shots in the UFC and got submitted both times. Baba Lou and Jamie Horn, I think, got him. And then he went off and did the WC and, and had his nice fights with Paulo Fijo. Uh, you like how I pronounce that last name? Killed it. And then and then he came over to UFC again, re, rejuvenate. I swear to you, I know this sounds complete bullshit. I was a, I like Nate Marquardt. I, I followed Nate Marquardt's career. I thought he was dangerously underrated. He fought, He had his fight with Anderson and got smoked. But I'm like, listen, you get Nate back there. You know, I was I was a Nate Marquardt guy, right? I I just I know he wasn't the most flashiest guy in the world, but at the time I was like, he's gonna be the best hope to get Anderson. Well, when he fought Chael, and I hadn't seen Chael in a while, I saw him in, against Palafilio, but when he fought Chael, I'm like, man. And I swear on freaking anything. I don't I was gonna I was gonna swear I swear on Johnny Hendricks because I'm staring him out of a poster. I don't give a fuck shit shit about Johnny Hendricks. So if you think I'm lying, take it up with Johnny Hendricks. When he was fighting Nate Marquardt, I was like, man, Chael looks he looks good here. He's not getting tired. He got cut real bad. He always was win fights and then somehow lose. And I go, he might be on something here. I swear. I did it. I said it. I fucking said it. And um, yeah, and I was right. So what are you gonna do? But um, but yeah, I mean, that's a question I think needs to be, if he ends up going in the UFC Hall of Fame, is that going to be a question with steroids? Again, Ken Shamrock's in there, I think. You think that guy was on steroids? That guy's a walking steroid. That guy's a fucking, he's got needles. You know, most people carry wallets with him. He carries fucking needles. I mean, that guy's a big juice head. So he's in there. So I guess Chael can make it. I don't know. I think it's a conversation that needs to be had. Maybe not right this second. And then um, two other things for uh, three other things, four other things. I don't know. We'll, we're going to wrap up Bellator in a minute. Uh, Aaron Pico. I'm high on this kid. I think he's talented. He left uh, Long Beach. He left the uh, McKees, I believe is where he's training at and, and, and trained down there in LA. Went to Albuquerque. Um, looked good in the first round. Had some decent defense. He fought a really tough guy, though. Adam Borks, I think his name is, is undefeated or at least has one loss. Super talented dude. Everyone was overlooking him. But Aaron Pico, he's a lightning ball. People want to see this guy fight. Is a little too. The, the problem right now is 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 you got to give him stiff competition because you know he's that good. If you give him nobodies like they're giving Jack Swagger and all these other people, then he's gonna smoke them and, and then people are gonna, like he wants he wants the challenge. I personally think he needs to take some time off. He's a young kid. Obviously, he has a little bit of a chin issue. The only way to help a chin issue is to get better defense. And so take some time off. He's with Jackson's, which I think is a good good place for him. Um, Jackson's, t- they're typically not known for their defense, if I'm being completely honest with you. Mike Winkle, John, and, and Six Gun Gibson aren't guys that are going to teach you really, you know, defensive-minded strategies. A lot of their guys, I mean, I mean, Diego Sanchez, I don't think, has ever put his fucking hands up. But Greg Jackson will teach you a good game plan. They'll, they'll work with you. They're really, really good at good game planning. And I think they did that with Borks with the wrestling and picking the shot smart. He got caught with a flying knee, Pico did. Um, it sucks seeing him lose that way. I, I would have preferred him losing like a close decision and him just going, listen, I need a rebound. But getting another knockout loss, I think that's like three knockout losses now for him. So a lot of it's game planning. A lot of it's kind of staying focused on the fight. And, and a lot of it's just maybe needing some more time. So I would, if I was him, he's a young kid, take a year off. Keep training. Don't spar. Train. Work different. 
aspects of your game a little bit. And uh, I hate to credit Brendan Schaub because, you know, it's fucking Brendan Schaub. You know, I, I'm, I'm 50-50 on the guy. But he was getting knocked out. I mean, he was getting knocked out by Ben Rothwell. He was getting knocked out by Noguera. He got knocked out by Roy Nelson. Heavyweights, you can't fuck around. He took like a year off, did Metamorphosis, did the grappling tournament, came back and started grappling guys. Grappled Orlovsky, questionable fight. I know he lost a decision. A lot of people thought he won. Submitted Mitrione. He lost to Travis Brown. Then, you know, obviously he retired because he's a comedian now, I think. Is that what they say? Sorry for drinking, but, you know, your boy's got to stay hydrated. And, you know, it's also a good a good thing to fill some time because the uh, show kind of fell apart. Anyway, um, so where does he go? I already said. I think he needs to take some time off. Dylan Dennis. Well, and, you know, we, yeah, no, we'll talk to him. Dylan Dennis. Um, I hate him, but I like him, but I hate him. This guy, he, I mean, unless he's 2-0, good grappler. Is he the best grappler? No. Is he, you know, trains with, you know, does he look, he looked, I will say this. He looked better on his feet this fight than his last fight. His last fight, he didn't look great. He looked hesitant. He looked, he didn't, he didn't seem that he didn't know the timing. He got hit a lot. He was uncertain about himself. He looked a little lost this time. He looked okay, right? He has a pretty decent quick shot. It's not the best decent. He's good on the ground, but he, he fought nobody. So now he goes on Twitter and talks about how he's the greatest in the world. Well, you fought a nobody, right? So he's doing what he's supposed to be doing because he's bothering me, but I kind of like it, but he's bothering me. It's 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 so weird. I don't know how I feel about the guy. I mean, I want to hate him, and um, but I also respect what he's doing because he's getting people talking about it, right? I'm talking about him right fucking now. That's smart. That's, that's a smart thing to do, but uh, I don't know how I, I don't know what I feel about him. I don't know. Ah. Uh, I wish I had a better answer for you, but, you know, um, once he starts fighting real competition, I think I'm going to have a better answer for you. Um, again, he's not, he's great on the ground. I mean, listen, his grappling is, is phenomenal, right? But he's not, I don't know if he's like, I think he's still a jujitsu guy where it's like position over submission. I don't know if he's a killer yet. I don't know if he's ripping things off because some of the best submission guys in the UFC or MMA necessarily haven't been killers on the mat, right? And in jiu-jitsu, that is, like a, a com- competition jiu-jitsu. Charles Oliveira comes to mind. Donald Cerrone comes to mind. Those guys, really good jiu-jitsu, and they're killers. Joe Lowe's on another one. Those guys are killers on the mat. They go for things. I don't know if Dylan has that yet. I don't know if he switched over from competition to MMA jiu-jitsu because I think there is a difference. With that being said, he's, he's world-class, right? I think he's with a pretty good team. I don't know if he's going to Ireland or if, if Kavanaugh's coming to New York. But he looked more comfortable on his feet. Kavanaugh's not really a striking coach. He's more of a ground coach. But um, he's also a game plan guy. But he he looked more comfortable on his feet. I think he has a long way to go. He's not knocking anybody out. I can tell you that right now. And he's fighting scrubs. Fight somebody Fight somebody else. And then the last thing I wanted to do, this is going to be my reign of the day as well. Impromptu. I have nothing prepared. But Darian Caldwell, I was commenting on Twitter. He, would, he went on Ariel. I'm sorry. Did he go on Ariel's show or Luke Thomas? He went on one of those shows. And said that he could beat he could beat Cejudo. Cejudo doesn't want to fight him. They need to cross promote so he can you know he can beat up Cejudo and all this stuff. And that's fine. That's you know that's whatever. I comment it like okay, cool story, bro. Like I mean, you're not fucking with Cejudo. I don't think right. 
you're not you're not in the same league as Henry, right? And if you wanted to fight Cejudo, then when you re-upped your contract with Bellator, you could have signed with the UFC. UFC's always looking for 135ers. I mean, it's it's a deep division, but they're always looking for a guy like that. Darren Caldwell, again, good wrestler, not great anywhere else. Trains with a good camp, Dom Cruz, down, down Alliance. He fought uh, Horogachi, Horogachi, who fought in the UFC before, has made a real name for himself over in Japan, has beaten Caldwell once over in Japan. They're rematched for Caldwell's belt. The whole week, always calling out a Cejudo. He gasses in the fight, loses, is a one-trick pony in the fight, only wants to take Horiguchi down. Um, I thought they let Caldwell hold a position longer than he should have. Um, he thinks he won, which is bonkers. And then at the end, he slaps the camera out of something, like he slaps the camera out of someone's, you know, the film him as he's walking in the back after the decision. He's like, fuck you. I mean, let me find the audio. Cause you got to listen to this. I mean, again, this is impromptu rant, but uh, hopefully it's on, it's on YouTube. I saw it on Twitter. Um, if not, I'll go to my Twitter, but this, I mean, you know what I mean? You don't fucking do that after you just lost again to a guy. I mean, Horiguchi, um has made it has really made a name for himself. Let's see here. Um, blah, 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 blah. Nope. Okay. Apparently there's a, Bunch of Darren Carwell. Let me let me get a Twitter here. Twitters. All right, so I'll keep talking about it while I find Twitter. But um, like, listen, like you fucking lost, and now you're being a fucking crybaby about it. You don't have the skills, and, and I liked him before this. I really did. No, no, I'm on Twitter. I do have this gif of, of a guy trying to cross his legs, and he got his nuts smashed. That's funny. That's funny stuff. Let me see if it's on my. MMA takes Twitter. Mm, nope. All right. Fuck it. I can't find it. Anyway, so the video is him basically walking in the back going, fuck y'all. Y'all can't do what I do. Uh, yada, yada, yada. And he goes, fuck off. Fuck off. And he slaps the camera out of this, this, this camera operator's hands. What are you doing? Like, you're being a spoiled little fucking baby because you lost again, right? So not only did you go to Japan and lose lose the, to him in Japan, I know your title wasn't online, then he comes over to United States and Bellator in a, in a cage instead of a ring, and you're talking all that good shit, you're talking all that shit about Henry Cejudo, and you can't even get it done. Henry Cejudo has two belts and an Olympic gold medal, and you can't win one belt and defend your belt. But yeah, you want to call him out. Now listen, Horiguchi, talented guy, whatever. I don't think he beats Suhudo, right? I don't think he beats maybe... I don't think he beats fucking Aljamain Sterling. I don't think he beats Pedro Munoz. There's a lot of guys at 35 I don't think he beats. Um, Codwell obviously doesn't beat any of them. But I just don't like this fucking baby mentality like, you know, I'm going to throw a fit. You're not winning any fans, bro. You're pissing me off. I have a list of my guys, right, that I'll support to the fucking death. I also have a list of fuckos. He's going to be on the fucko list if he doesn't act up. Like these, I'm never going to root for this guy. I just won't do it. Slapping the camera out of the hands and being a little fucking baby back bitch because you didn't fight well. You didn't perform well, which, okay, listen, take it on the chin. Fuck it. I, I didn't perform well. I gassed a little bit. I had a bad game plan. I couldn't get this guy down like I thought I could. I have no fucking stand up. Instead, you lash out. Right. And that's because that's a sore loser. That's a guy who doesn't lose a lot. This guy's not who's young, maybe too, as well. That could also be it, too. But you're not getting past for Gucci. If I was Bellator, what do you do with him? Right. He's not the champion anymore. 
How can you market another fight with Horiguchi? You can't. You got to fucking, I mean, I'm not saying cut Caldwell loose, but what are you going to do with this guy? I don't think, I mean, he's kind of big. He could maybe go up to 45, but he's going to get fucking smoked at 45. They got the, you know, they got Patricio Pitbull up there. He's going to fucking wreck Caldwell. And last little tidbit on Bellator. Another thing I was having a field day with on Twitter. Um, fight week leading up to it. Um, Scott Coker just kept saying, yeah, I'm, I'm totally down the cross promote. Uh, you think? No shit. You're really, you want to cross promote with UFC. Who's the number one MMA, you know, organization in the world. Bellator, you know, could be, you know, there's an argument. It could be number two. I think it's obviously number two. I mean, Risen's up there and then there's one, you know, one FC, but, um, so you want to cross promote that. That's like saying, Oh, we're the XFL. Yeah. We'll, we'll play an NFL team. Hey, we're the Canadian football league. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll take the Patriots on. Why not? It's about money. You stupid. I just, he was so nonchalant about it. Like lack of self-awareness to me is, is such a, such a fucking trigger for me. I don't know what it is. He was just like, yeah, we'll cross promote. I'll be, I'll be down to do that. And yeah. No fucking shit. You would be down to do that. Um, but I mean, realistically, I was thinking, what champion of theirs will beat champion of ours, right? So you got Bader, who's got two titles at heavyweight and and, and light heavyweight. Well, so do we. We got or so do we. I'm like part of UFC. So does UFC. Uh, DC beats Bader. I don't care what you say. Beats Bader. I think Bader has improved a little bit, but he DC smokes Bader, right? Middleweight, you got Gegard Mousasi, and then you got uh, Robert Whitaker. That's actually a closer fight. I I shit it on Gegard Mousasi. I think he's a legit dude. Obviously couldn't get it done in the UFC. Never got a title shot. Went off, chased the money, did his thing. But um, uh, or Adesanya, depending on who you think the champion is, Adesanya holds. I think that that that's a competitive fight that could go either way, right? Then you got one seventy. God, who's Bellator's one seventy champion? Why am I blanking on this? Oh, Roy McDonald. Then we got Kamar Usman. I think Usman smokes McDonald, right? I think um, that that's a no brainer. I think uh, Usman's just too big, too strong, too tough. I think uh, I think McDonald maybe beat Colby, who's the interim champion. I think McDonald could probably beat Colby. Colby's a smaller guy, um, but yeah, I think I think the UFC's got that one. Then you go fifty five. Who's this is all impromptu. I'm sorry that I don't have this prepared. Who's fifty five champion? Patricky or Patricio Pitbull? He's the double champ, right? He just beat Chandler. Fifty five. Um, we got um, Dustin Poirier. Khabib. No no brainer. Khabib or Dustin Poirier. Both of them smoke Pitbull. 45, you got Pitbull, then you got Max Holloway. I like Max Holloway in that fight myself. I think it'll be a closer fight, but Pitbull's so short. But he surprises. I mean, listen, I've, I haven't been the biggest Pitbull fan. He surprises. 35, you got Cejudo, you got Horiguchi. I mean, I think Cejudo beats him uh, decisively. So um, cross-promote all you want, Scott Coker, um, but don't be so aloof when they ask you, like, yeah, we'll fucking do it. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, of course you will. You fuck? No duh. All right, so that's Bellator. It was, you know, again, I, 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 I maybe, possibly, allegedly, illegal streamed it because I'm not paying twenty bucks for the zone. Um, but you know, that's not here or there. Um, the contender series was last night. We'll talk about that. That's what I really want to talk to Chris about because. He was tweeting up a storm about it, and I think he has a real argument. Um, before we get to that, the UFC Apex, they did a tour or whatever. Dana White went live, and they, and they toured it. That's awesome. 
That looks great. That's a good idea. I know Dana White, a lot, you know, Ben Folks and the whole fucking athletic MMA team were like, oh, the future of fighting? Shut the fuck up, okay? Um, it looked awesome, right? And Dana, the, the goal is that they want to have this big, huge production thing and it hasn't been built yet. They're going to have like a PI-like gym over there as well. My prediction is in five years, almost every fighter will be in Vegas training, right? I mean, how could you not? The PI is free if you're in the UFC. The Apex Gym will probably be free if you're in the UFC. It's just an insane amount of resources, right? They're going to have to open up probably one or two more to house all the fighters. A lot of, not every fighter, but I think a lot will go start going down there. I know they already do. I know they'll come out like a week or two early than what they used to to get at the fights in Vegas to train at the PI. There are some fighters at the PI and they cross train at the syndicate, which is where Chris is at. Um, I think that's a smart thing to do. Um, Vegas is a hotbed. I think, I mean, any, you're always going to have world-class fighters in Vegas. Like if I was, if I was a Midwest guy right now, right. And I'm eight, no seven and oh, and I really want to make a run at this. You got to set something up where you can go live in Vegas, right? You got to get eyeballs on you in Vegas. Train in Vegas, fight wherever else. You know what I mean? I don't know what the action is in, in Vegas. I'm sure there's a ton of fights out there. I know there's a ton of fights in California. I think Vegas is maybe a four-hour drive from Southern California. So I know there's a ton of fights out there. Um, Colorado, I believe, does some fights. I don't know how far away that is from Vegas. Like drive-wise, probably like you know, eight, ten hours. But that's what I would do. If I was really serious about it, I would scrape. I would take out a fucking loan. I would do something to get out to Vegas. And that's what Chris did. But Chris did obviously didn't take a loan. He went out there. He was been going out to Team Quest. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we're going to get interviewed, Chris. We'll get his opinion on it. But the Apex is awesome. Contender Series, ah, not so much, right? I, I didn't love it. They lost the fight. It was supposed to be five fights. It was four. First fight of the night was Alti Meeks versus um, Jurgen DeCastro. Heavyweight. Big boys. I've heard of Meeks. I've, I've, I've heard his name. I've seen his picture in Instagram. He trains out of, uh, you know, Vulcan at 365. I believe he got brought in to American Top Team as well. Really good wrestling credentials, football credentials. I think he wrestled at Iowa State, and then I think he was a football at Northern Illinois, if, if that's what I if I read. Big boy, 6'5". Some people say built like a shit brick house. I don't know. He fought... The Castro, who, listen, when this guy's walking to the cage and Brandon Fitzgerald tells me he was two and four as an amateur, I went, huh? Two and four as an amateur and he turned pro. Now he's undefeated as a pro. Like, how does that happen? Um, he's six foot, six one, chubby, chonk, big chonk boy, but he's quick. And I, I tweeted this out. I can't stand fighters who have a good knee, who have good reflexes, who have good muscle twitch. They're fighting a wrestler and they're fighting a guy who's going to double you. Why not take a chance and throw that fucking knee jumping or just straight knee to try to catch them coming in? I mean, you're good. You should, when you go, if I was a fighter, I would go into a fight knowing no matter how good my takedown defense is, if I'm going in against a guy who's going who's to only wrestle me or only take me down, I got to have it in my head. He's going to get one or two, but I'm going to get the fuck up. If you know that going in, have your mind prepared. Like, I'm going to get taken down, but I'm going to get back up. Take the fucking chance and throw that knee. That's what I love with the Castro day. Threw two knees. Got Meeks thinking. Got him thinking. Didn't shoot at the second half of that fight. Did not shoot. They got TKO'd by leg kicks. The Castro even said on the buildup, like, don't let me fucking kick your legs. 
Um, I, I mean, I like him at heavyweight. I like his, I don't like, I mean, he's a short kind of chumpier guy. Um, chomp dude. Um, no way. I don't think he can make two five. He's a thick boy, but, um, I'd like him at heavyweight. I mean, his takedown offense look pretty good. Um, even after the knee, um, against a big, thick, strong, good wrestler as well. I like him. You know, I don't, I don't, he was the only guy I thought should have been signed last night. I will say that. And then they, then, then, um, they had the, the, the lady fight. Which uh, you know, it went, it went, it, it went. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I wasn't paying a full, full amount of attention on that fight. Kind of came and went. If I'm being honest with you, both those girls probably weren't ready, even though they need women in the UFC. You know, maybe get a couple more fights and come back. Brandon, Brendan Loganen, am I pronouncing his name right? The the Englishman. Um, people were up in arms about him not make. So he fought Bill Aljo, which is probably the best name in the world, right? Bill Aljo. Um, both these guys, I think, well, Logan, Longin, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Brendan, he fought on Ultimate Fighter, lost to Norman Park in 2012, and then he, um, I feel like he fought in the UFC, or maybe he went on the Contender Series, I can't exactly remember, I think he's had two chances, right? Young kid, Dominic Cruz guy, trains in San Diego, came in there, fought Bill Aljo, who kind of had the same situation, I think he fought... In front of Dana White, maybe maybe on Dana White's looking for a fight. I can't remember exactly. And uh, Dana White's like, get a couple more fights. We'll get you in there. Bronwyn Contender Series, a competitive fight. Logan won the whole fight, but he didn't impress. I mean, it's listen, you also got to factor in the weight, right? He's 145. That's a stacked division, right? Would I have signed? Is Brendan ready for the UFC? Yeah, I mean, he's he has the skills to be ready for the UFC. Dana White, however... Did not like that takedown. The fight IQ was a little off. Takedown with 10 seconds left. Dana White wants to see this guy fucking go for it. I know that. People are up in arms. Arahuani is fucking disgusted. He's some, the fix is in, according to Arahuani, because that guy's a fucking idiot. But I don't. I wasn't over impressed with either of the guy. I don't care that they weren't signed. I'm being honest with you. There's a good chance that Brendan's going to get a call. If he stays in shape, if he stays in California, he's going to get a call. Late-minute replacement. Not everyone gets fucking signed. He'll come in, then he'll probably drop a fight or two and then fucking cry about that or, oh, short note, whatever. I don't know. I'm rooting for the guy. Listen, I don't want to ever root against somebody for make, get, getting their dream, but I don't really think it was that big of a deal. He didn't get caught up. What I do think was a big deal is Puna. I can't pronounce his last name, right? He's he's nothing but a prospect, right? He is nothing more than a prospect. And... um. He got signed because he went to a decision, fought a guy, Billy Crickets. I don't know, Billy Pickett, I think. His name Billy? Uh, it's not Billy Crickets. I want to call him Billy Crickets. His last name was Pickett. I don't remember what his first name was. Um, who I think had fought in the contender series. Again, this was his second try. Uh, Puna's a guy that I, I've heard a little. Soriano, that's his last name. I've heard about him a little bit. Um, good wrestler, right? Um, good look to him. Um, good, okay left hand, but that's about it. Aggressive, comes forward aggressive. Want to want to finish the fight? Pick it, hung tough. Danny White said, "I want killer," so I sign him in a 185 pound division. Now, what I want to talk Chris about is Chris, who has double, triple the fights Puna has, double, triple the competition Puna's fought, and finished finished Sean Lally with a basically a Shawn Michaels switch in music last year. Didn't get picked. Greg Hardy got picked. Greg Hardy got picked over him. 
Chris Curtis did not get picked. So if I was Chris Curtis, I know you're in the PFL and I know you're going for a million bucks, but I would be fu- I would ready to. I would, you live in Vegas, I'd find where Dana White lives and burn down. And maybe not burn down his house because he's got a family and kids, but burn down one of his cars. That's insane. What 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 is that? Puna, he's a killer. I look for killers, man. Chris fucking the tap decapitated a guy last year. What the fuck's that about? Why did he get signed? So that was very frustrating for me to watch. And if you think I'm frustrated, that's why I wanted Chris on to talk about that. Cause I know, you know, he doesn't tweet a ton, but when he does, you know, you know he's pretty pissed off. And I would, I mean, I, I'm I was pissed off watching it. I don't know how I can't even imagine how Chris feels, if I'm being honest with you. That's that's sickening. So that's what I really wanted to talk Chris about, but unfortunately he has some stuff come up so he can do it, but we're definitely going to do it before his, I believe he's fighting the Russian dude, Magomed, whatever in July. That's a tough fight. Um, I want to talk to him about that as well. So we'll get him on one of these days, but once he, uh, once he's available, but yeah. So that was contender series. Kind of a dud. I love the contender series, even though it was kind of a dud. I watched, I like it. I love the apex, um, theater that they're doing. I love the backstories that do the production's great. Um, I, I, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in for it. I really do. I like that. These three, no guys are getting shots and I like some of the decision making is a little out of whack. If I'm being honest with you, a lot of, another thing I want to touch on a lot of people think Puna, the rumor is he's Ali out of or whatever the fuck the, the manager to the stars. Apparently Puna is connected to him and not just he, Ali represent represents him. I think it's like, he's like his assistant or something. Something weird is going on. I think that's what Ariel Hawani was cl- cl- uh, fucking clamoring on about on Twitter. I don't know. Who knows? A um, couple final things before we wrap up here. I want to do two final things here. Um, TJ Dillashaw did an interview with Chael Sonnen. And uh, kind of, I watched the whole thing. I, I, I watched the clip in the beginning and then I watched the whole thing. Um, hmm. Let me, hold on. All right. Um, all you ASMR fans, sorry if I'm drinking the mic and I'm giving you a rock hard fucking boner, but put it away, boys. Um, so with the Dillashaw thing is I like I like TJ, right? I rooted for him. I know he he's he's easily disliked. Um they Cody and Uriah were kind of calling steroids a few years ago. He said absolutely not. There obviously was a was a transition where he went from kind of an, your average guy to a really really powerhouse dude, um, a, a guy who was a killer. You know, he was always the aggressor, but he never like he kind of plateaued. Um, you know, he lost to John Dodson in the Ultimate Fighter finale, and then his first fight in the UFC. I can't remember. It was against a big, tall, long guy. I can't remember his name, but he looked very average. You know, he dropped that a Sun South fight early on. And I think you know, I just. I like that he's being open and honest. I like that he's being genuine, right? And and he he said in the interview they went back and they tested all my other stuff for EPO and they didn't find anything or whatever. If you think this was his first time doing EPO because the weight cut wasn't going right, then you're crazy. If you think his fucking this this the same Calvillo guy reminds me of the fucking Scientology dude, Ron L. Hubbard. He's like brainwashing these guys. All TJ can talk about is as far how great Sam Cavillo is. Sam Cavillo is like, dude, shut the fuck up. Take the guy's dick out of your mouth and shut up. But, sorry for getting angry. But, if you think Sam Cavillo, who is a strength and conditioning coach, his head coach, who's all scientific, they test everything. 
if you think Sam Cavillo didn't know or have any kind of inkling that he was on EPO, then the guy's really fucking bad at his job. Okay? Really bad at his job. So I appreciate his honesty um, because there was some honesty in there. There was some genuine, you know, genuineness in there. Chael didn't bring it up. DJ decided to bring it up on his own. He wanted to clear the air. However, when you go on the number one podcast in the world, and that's Joe Rogan's podcast, after he lost, and you basically contradict everything you said on that to what you just said with the Chael interview, you know, a lot of people can't trust you anymore, bud. A lot of people, you know, what what are we doing here, right? What are we what are we doing here? It's one of those things that like I just it's it's tough to it's tough to believe him when he's going on Rogan saying it was the easiest way to cut of his life. Then he's going on Chael saying, My body crashed. I did EPO because my whatever levels were in thirties and I'm usually in the forties or something like that. Um, I don't disagree with them. I don't think that um you know what I mean? I, I think the weight cut to 125 was hard. I thought he didn't look great. I know he kept saying how good he felt. Obviously, his performance was shit. I think the Suhudo loss, Suhudo's a beast. Um, but I think a lot of that that quick loss happened because of the weight cut. I don't know if that that fight would happen that way at, at 135. If I'm being honest with you. Um, he looked like a fucking skeleton, and he was going on and on about how great he looked. Um, TJ's obviously a little bit immature. I don't think he truly has accepted the Suhudo loss. And I think he's going, having a hard time dealing with being like, you know, everyone's kind of knowing what he did and how he fucked up and stuff. So I appreciate him not really hiding from it. You know what I mean? And it's easy to run from it and sit out for two years. And, you know, I mean, he's got money. He doesn't worry anything. You know, he said he was getting shoulder surgery. So this is kind of maybe good for him, but time will tell when he comes back, right? How his body looks, how his performances are. If he starts gassing and stuff, then we're going to know this guy was always on EPO, I think. Or he might even come right back on EPO. I don't know. Maybe he just slipped fucked up and that's why he got caught or whatever. Um, I don't know. But um, I just, you know, he's got the snake nickname for a reason, right? I, I didn't love the channel interview because of the interview. If you literally someone on the online, and I'm sure they're working on it right now, they need to put up everything he said on the Rogan interview. And then compared to everything he said with the Chael interview, have like a side-by-side of what they say. Because he's contradicting himself left and right. Um, it's just not a good look. Okay, so we'll end on this. ESPN, I put this on my Instagram as well. MMATakes.com on Instagram. Go follow me. Um, babies, go give me a follow. I put this on my Instagram though. And um, I want to talk about it here. So... ESPN MMA put out who should win the best MMA fighter SB, right? They're doing it different this year. It used to be the best fighter and it'd be boxers. And, and, and now they're doing best MMA, best boxer Four four finalists here. We got Adesanya. We got Henry Suhudo. We got Daniel Cormier and we got Amanda Nunez. That's a hell of a list, right? I don't want to downplay what Amanda Nunez did. She's champ champ. Henry Suhudo's champ champ. Daniel Cormier is champ champ. Daniel Cormier hasn't, you know, the one thing, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to eliminate one by one, right? So Daniel Cormier beat Stipe Miocic. Look incredible, right? That was an incredible knockout. Stipe, I don't think I'd ever been, well, Stefan Struve knocked him out, but knocked him out cold. A lot, I think he was a big underdog in that fight. Cormier was the running it back in August. That was, that was, uh, I had Cormier winning that fight. I actually picked him. No big deal. 
Um, but that was a shocker that the way he did it, right? Um, with but what puts a sour taste in my mouth was his only other fight last year was um Dan- Derek Lewis that he kind of handpicked. He f- took it on short notice, he hurt his back, he hurt his wrist. And he came out and said, I would have never accepted the fight if it was anybody else. So he kind of cherry-picked that, that, that opponent because he knew Lewis had nothing for him on the ground, nothing for him in the wrestling, and he's 100% right. Daniel Cormier went in there probably at 40% and beat Derek Lewis. He has came out and said several times, because Stipe was like, I'll take the fight. I'll, I'll jump on right now. I'm out of square ground and fight you. Daniel Cormier didn't do it. So he's out for me, right, as fight of the year because of that hand-picked opponent. Then you got Amanda Nunes, who is absolutely incredible. Champ, champ. Um, the problem with Amanda Nunes is, is, and there's no problem with her whatsoever, right? She could easily win fight of the year, and I, would, I wouldn't bat an eye. The only negative thing with Amanda Nunes is the competition, right? Besides Cyborg, who's incredible, she's dom. I mean, she fought Raquel Pennington, right? And then I think she had another fight at 135. She's not fighting the best of the best, right? And that's not her fault because that's the competition they're putting in front of her. She is without a doubt the female GOAT fighter of all time, right? She's fighting in July. She's fighting Holly Holm, which I think is going to be an amazing fight. She easily could win this and you would have no arguments with me. However, I'm eliminating her solely based on the fact that besides Cyborg, who's incredible, the competition hasn't been stiff, Right? So again, not her fault. Just, it just it is what it is. So that leaves me with Cejudo and my one of my guys, Israel Adesanya. Adesanya and Kevin Gaston was the great, the greatest fight I've ever seen live. Right? That was I always remember that that fight. The 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 fucking the energy in the arena and just everyone on the edge of their feet. My wife was screaming. Right? She likes MMA, but she's not a giant fan. She was screaming. It was incredible. Right? To, to watch that fight. What he's done leading up to that fight has been incredible as well. He's had probably one of the greatest years, calendar years, in uh, almost MMA history, I would say. UFC history, at least. He start, They started him off good. He had a lot of fights. You know, he fought uh, Tom Watson. I don't, I don't know if that's his name. No, he didn't fight Tom Watson. He fought the grappler, his UFC debut, stopped him. Then he fought uh, Vittori. Went to a decision. Didn't look great. It was a split decision win. Kind of put him on notice a little bit there. So then he ramped it up, right? After Vittori, he fought Brad Tavares. Five-round fight. Looked good. Showed that he can take some chances and, and, and go against a guy, a real fucking veteran in there. Incredible. Then he goes and knocks out Derek Lewis. A pretty bad blood feud. Derek Lewis talking about how skinny was. You don't doubt those skinny guys, Okay. You know, those skinny guys, you know, you don't doubt them. I'm not skinny. I don't know why I'm defending skinny guys, but you don't doubt them. Then he took that and he took a fight with Anderson Silva. Not my favorite fight. I know a lot of people love that fight. What my favorite fight. Then he gets the interim shot against Kelvin because Rob Whitaker, you know, shit it out of his bowel or whatever happened. That's a hell of a year. But Suhudo, this motherfucker in January. Comes out, knocks out TJ Dillashaw. Knocks him out in, what, 30 seconds. Saving the flyweight division. After beating the greatest, the greatest of all time, Demetrius Johnson, right? Beating him on the decision after losing to him the first time. Credible heart. Came back, beat the DJ. 
then knocks out TJ Dillashaw, who at the time was probably top five pound for pound on the list, just knocked out Cody, 135-pound champion. Really no content. I mean, Marlon Marais was ready to fight him at that point, but no real contender, so he's like, I'm going to drop down. Cejudo smokes him. Comes back, goes up, excuse me, fights Marlon Marais, a guy who's knocking out everybody. No one wants to fight this fucking guy. Big 135-er, Cejudo... I wouldn't say he's a small, he's short, but he's not small. Took on that, got dominated the first round, leg kicked the shit, and fucking finished him. Came back and finished him, became champ champ. I know he's an Olympic medalist. He wants to be called Triple C. I'm not calling him that. So it comes down to those two. Um, how do you deny Henry Cejudo? I don't know. But Adesan is my guy. I'm ride or die with my guys. That track record, that what I just said, the fight with Gassam, the fact that I was there live, his fight with Robert Whitaker is going to blow fucking the roof off the Sydney Opera House, even though they're not going to fight there. It's going to fucking blow the roof off it. I think Adesanya is going to win fight of the year. I, 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 that's my guy. I'm going to go with the last style bender. I think he, I, yeah, just, I mean, don't at me. <laughs> that's what the kids say. Don't at me. All right, so that's the show. That's it. Sorry that I rambled on about stuff, and I feel like I'm apologizing a lot for rambling on. But um, had a show planned, kind of through this one last minute. We got a UFC this weekend. Pick on podcast will be up Friday. It looks pretty good. The card looks a little decent. Um, I, I've been going over it all this week. That'll be out Friday, and you'll be listening to this on Tuesday. And, uh, yep. So I have a new outro. Um, I, I hate just going see you guys later. Bye. So I'm going to, I might mix it up. I might do a different outro each time, but, um, enjoy, enjoy one of the greatest songs ever written. And I will talk to you guys next week. You want to take it from the top? Yeah, let's try it. Okay. He will rock you. He Again, feel, 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 feel my heat, feel my heat. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Let's lay it down, Nick. You want to lay it down? We rolling on the rehearsal?